Warning, the Catholic Man Show is about to begin. If you're looking for a dull, feel-good religion, or clap your hands, sit around the campfire kumbaya, you've come to the wrong place. We are dealing with toxic levels of authentic masculinity. I would say good luck, but luck is for pagans. And welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We are on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Adam Minahan here, sitting with David Niles to my right. To my left is my good friend, our good friend. Sorry, I was being selfish again, um, not including everybody else, but our good friend, David Williams. David, welcome back. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to have you. I love having you on the show. Anytime that you're here in Tulsa, it gets me excited because I I hope that we get to record with you. Awesome. Um, Big fan of you and and all the, the things that you have in store for us that we'll be talking about tonight. Awesome. I'm a big fan of you you two, so it's it's good to be with you again. Should, I always look forward to should we seeing hug? you. I feel like... We can hug. We could, let's rain check the hug. We'll rain check the hug. But I do want to do it later. We'll make let's, it a coupon. Okay. We'll make it a coupon. Okay. <laughs> Redeemable... You know what? I owe you. ...expires in the next year. We'll figure it out. We okay. got... It's good to be with you guys. Yeah. We got Juan on the buttons. We got Jimbo Baggins uh, sitting at the... Uh, at the door. At, the, at door. the door. No one can break in. Security. His Baggins-ness, Jimbo. Yes. Jimbo, great to see you. I just like to make up a new nickname for Jim <laughs> every, every time. time I refer to him. It's good. Or just maybe expand it a little just, bit, you Yeah. Know? Just keep adding right. to... It's multifaceted. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's exactly right. You know yeah. what is Jim? You know, <laughs> you gotta you gotta try what another. What is in his essence? The can, essence of Jim. Can the essence of Jim, can it be confined to one name? I don't think so. You gotta try I, it every I, week. I, I doubt it. That's true. Isn't it the way our wives are too? Though it's like as soon as you think that you can try to find a way to describe, you know, it's like forget about it. I right. Just, Maybe maybe after the I just, 45th like, I just Valentine's use holy card. and pretty. Holy and pretty. That's a good way to start. That's mm, that's I like where that. I start. Yeah. And then kind of work my way down from there. That's a good that's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I like You're that. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh you brought the the drink this evening, I did. which I'm very excited about. Senior Williams. I'm, I'm yes. thirsty. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this? This is it? yeah, this is the forty two this is a forty two oh four Main Street. Uh this is the pecan brown ale blue brewed blue brewed with pecans. Uh, it's a five point five out of Belleville, Illinois, just about twenty minutes south of where I lived. Uh it is a microbrewery established in twenty fourteen. Um and this is one of the house favorites. This actually happens to be one of my house favorites, and so that's why <laughs> I, I speaking of being selfish, I brought it down because I'm selfish. And Indubitably. I want well, to drink. You can't say it's selfish whenever you're sharing. Yeah, I don't well, think that's it's true. selfish if you're bringing but it for other people to this drink. This is uh, definitely in my top five um, uh, of, of the ones that I've tried in my lifetime. Top five? Wow. And uh, and it's awesome that we're having a beer. Like, we haven't had a beer on the Catholic Dude, Man it's Show been in a so long, long time. It's been well, good. so long. Well, good. Um, I it, hope you enjoy. It's, it's, been, got a, it's got some good hints. I like to drink this while I'm grilling. Ooh, it's I like, love It's like my favorite beers. grilling beer. Uh, you know okay. what? That is, that is. I'm so glad you brought that up this because is I do have, yeah. like, in my mind, this is a grilling beer, and I've never even I have never said that out loud to anybody. But I do have certain beers yeah. in my life 
Yeah. They're like, mm-hmm. look, I have beers in my life, okay? <laughs> that that I have. This is for grilling. These is, beers yeah, are for grilling. And this is the David Williams grill beer. It's the only one I like while I grill. Okay. So, okay. We're on the Lord's team. I'm glad to know it now. The winning side. So raise so your glass. Cheers. Cheers. So it says it, it's one of the house favorites. On the can, it says one of the house favorites. So yes. that's always a good, mm. of the good sign. Uh, go. It says, this light-bodied brown ale features in-house roasted pecans, a mm. slightly sweet finish, and incredi- uh, in- incredible drinkability. We are sure you will go nuts for oh, it. Oh, wow. Nuts. Yeah. What do they say? The guy that said, <laughs> I'm going on an all-almond diet. It's just nuts. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, but it is it it is nuts. It's that got, is really nice. Isn't that great? That is nice. It's nutty. It is nutty. And if you go to uh, Metro East uh, across the river, there's a couple places in uh, on the Missouri side mm. of the river. In the Metro East area, you can find this on tap, and then otherwise, you know, it, it's in the can, and it's the, it's the silver can with the slapped on. I have label. not quite had a beer like that before, and I really like that. Well, good. I'm glad you like it. Brown ales they don't get a lot of attention. They don't. They've been over like they've been like over triumphed the over IPA, like IPA I mean, and sour yeah. beers. I, IPAs and, get yeah. all yeah. Sour beers are really they're they're, they're, they're coming in strong and they're, I, I do good. like the them. IPAs are good. IPAs yeah. are good. I an IPA though gets so much attention and and you could be an an IPA yeah in quotes and be totally different from another IPA. I think the IPAs are getting a little crazy. I like, think that they need to be like, sub. They need, they need to, to be subdivided. Into yeah. a further, they've gotten too. They've got too crazy. Right. This is. You want to know why this is my grill beer, though? Yeah. Yes, it's please. Because it helps me. It, it, it's so full of flavor, and usually, if I'm cooking for my wife or you know for extended family, and it's and it's kind of super serious business. Like I'm not just trying stuff out. I've got to deliver. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be the right temperature. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the pressure's on. You got to focus. Yeah. And so this helps me focus. It's dude. Like, we this talked tastes, about this last week. This tastes on our fantastic. Episode. And so I need to make sure that that tastes fantastic just like this. It really, mm-hmm. it's kind of a psychological yeah, thing. Yeah. It, it, if I just pop whatever, then it's going to be whatever off the grill. But this makes it, I don't know. It's it my, focuses. It's you. my little secret. Nice. I like it. Yeah. I do really like it. Anyway, yeah, good. it's a good I'm beer. Like it's it. a good beer. I'm going to go home and grill something right now. There you go. Please don't. We have to finish this episode. I mean, when we're done. Okay. I'm going to light up the grill at 11 p.m. That'd when be we awesome. get home. When I get home. Hey, David, do you yeah. know, what do you know about mutton busting? I don't know anything about mutton busting. Dude. Yeah, are you talking about mutton like the sheep? Yes. Sheep meat? Yeah. No, sheep. I know what mutton is. Okay. But never heard mutton busting. So this weekend, my, my son, we went down to... David was not raised here in Oklahoma. Right. So. Right. Okay. So down, okay. down in Southeast yeah. Oklahoma, my, my father-in-law has some land. We went to a rodeo. Oh, nice. And my boys rode sheep. Okay. So that's what they call mutton busting. Mutton busting. Bustin'. Okay. okay. So, uh, it's like, Luke, no, like noodling, but with sheep. Well, they actually no. did noodle too. They I mean, they too. noodled okay. this week. Did they? Well. well, I mean, there was a noodling hole. There were, the catfish weren't in there. It's too hot. Like, okay. they'd, they'd moved on. Anyway, back to mutton busting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Sorry. So, uh, huh. Luke and Jude both mutton busted this, this weekend. <laughs> And it was epic, dude. So they're riding sheep. So yeah. So what happens is oh, it, you great. put them in the gates, like just like a like you're riding a bull. Yeah. And you put the kid over uh, over on top of them. You say, "Hang on," and they open the gate, and they, the sheep takes off, and they have an eight second timer. And, no kidding. And, and yeah, and they have a they do this whole thing. And so, uh, oh, la- that's awesome. So last year they did it, 
and you know they didn't know what the heck they were doing right Right. and they were trying to figure out even they were nervous scared timid they didn't know what to expect never been in front of a sheet before in their life right uh they lasted less than a second like doors open boom fall (laughs) off right and uh but they got me on the water skis today (laughs) it's been been 10 years or do you well no i've been the last time i was on water skis for a decent amount of time was about 10 years ago and so they say muscle memory and I'm like, okay, I'm just. That's gonna, what they say. Those are that's what they those say. are words that the but people now, use. Right yeah. now, I realized ten years later, there there is not nearly as much muscle, and there's no memory. You know? so it's just <laughs> my muscles have dementia, right. and I they don't. Up, <laughs> I was up for muscle a second. dementia. Yeah. yeah, I was up for a second. So, so th- I mean, did they pop back up? I mean, yeah, yeah. So they pop back up. Far. So, yeah, but, yeah. but so this year, they, you know, we told them they're going, yeah. and so they started talking. It's a little smack to each other, right? You so know, they, so they've already done this before. They did it and once last and year. They're going back. Okay. Yeah. So this year so they're going. So back. they don't get like a second heat. Or no, no, like, no. It's a one and done deal. You do get. You, you get one there's, shot. There's there are a lot of kids that are yeah. wanting to do it. Yeah. 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 So, so there's a ramp up. Like, okay, we're gonna. We're this gonna, is you get one gonna, shot. Do this. One opportunity yeah. to seek everything you've ever wanted. Uh, one <laughs> moment to capture, to capture it. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Uh, so they kind of start talking a little trash back and forth to each other. You know, I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna beat you. So. Luke gets up first. He goes first, and he holds on. And I forgot to t- like I told him like to keep his head in the middle of the sheep. Yeah, and he kind of like put it to the side of the sheep. It's almost to the like right. he was putting the back of his head in the yeah. middle of the sheep. And so yeah. it, you're already off center. You know, you're and you can hear that old guy in the back like, "Well, my mutton busting days, I want to start them off right. Like yeah. that. Back yeah. in my day, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> so on the Luke, sheep. Luke, Luke's sheep takes off. He he hangs on about three seconds, which is. Well, that's know, great. Hey, that's way better than last 300% year. Three hundred percent better. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that's Jude, awesome. Jude starts getting pumped up right beforehand, right? Like, <gasps> okay. like he's like, and he's like laser focused compared to last year. Like last year, he was very timid. He didn't know what to do. Right. This year, he's like laser like focused, smacking himself in the face. Like he is ready to go. And so I'm like, you ready? You know, and you know, this it's kind of like this monumental moment of like the powder. of like setting right. him down yeah. into like into the gate. You know, you're you like, ready? Don't talk to me, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so he gets on there, and they're like, uh, "Jude Minahan from Tulsa, Oklahoma." You know, they say oh, over the over man. the intercom, opens the gates. This this sheep takes off. I mean, oh faster than than any other uh, other sheep that they were going. I mean, takes off. But Jude it was hold, a, it was a fast sheep. It was a fast sheep. Wow. Jude holds on like about three point five seconds. So he got he kind of snuck it in. So he he won. He won. That's awesome. But if you ask Luke, they tied. Well, and that gives a good little competitive edge. It's like they tied the first year, right? Right, yeah, Now yeah. we've got a little bit of in that back, back and, and forth. It's going to continue. Yeah, what a great, so, but it was so much great. fun. Dude. Oh, that is so and then, cool. And then we went to, and we, we did some tubing as well. And so there, yeah. and the, the comp, it's tubing. just so much fun. It's so much fun to see your kids like getting competitive with it, it with is. one another and pushing each other. It is. It yeah. makes you wonder like what Jacob had to deal with with his 12 sons and well, that, we, we kind of know that got a little heated, you know, but it is. Things got, got a little. Things yeah. got, but I've got five. Get a, you got a little out of hand, I think. Yeah. I've got five sons and, you know, there's 20 relationships between the five of them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's N times N minus one, right? So it's just at any given moment, there's encouragement. There's picking a guy up. There's dusting him off. And then there's that there's that chapping each other. And then there's just, you know, a ton of moments where daddy has to sit him down and go, hey, guys. No, not a problem being competitive and, and going after it, but like, there's we're not on ESPN two, and um, and nobody's ever going to remember that you won the soccer game by one goal. It's okay, 
but boy, it's it's just it's just built into the meal. Yeah, right. it is. It's, good it's to so see. much. It's so much fun. I mean, it carries over to fishing. It does. To, I mean, to everything, every, every aspect, right. and like they're finally getting to that age where it's just the cool. key. The key is like, can you like get them to carry it into like who can go to sleep first? Yeah, right. I can. Who can genuflect the fastest? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. We're here with David Williams. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles, here with Adam Minahan and David Williams. Juan Posada and Jimbo Baggins. We're talking... Jimothy. Jimberly. <laughs> We're going to be talking about the five duties of parents, according to the catechism. But before we do that, we want to talk a little bit about a game that's revolutionizing, revolutionizing Catholic families across the United States of hey. America and, and, uh, and, and elsewhere. Beyond. And elsewhere. Maybe even on Mars, uh, a game Maybe. of a game of which we have the creator with us today, Mr. David Williams. Saint Cards, SaintCards.com, mm-hmm. SaintCards.com, SaintCards.com, or you can go SaintCard.com if you don't like plural words. Yeah, if you, you if you prefer same, like the like the still maximum there. efficiency. Yeah, path. it's a redirect, but it, but I. But, we yeah. have a redirect of CheersToJesus.com. We did redirect. that just because some people don't like plural words. They like Saint Cards, so it's like well. We'll get well, you there. We can get you there. We can yeah. get you there. But St. Cards is the official, like on the back of the card. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So uh, St. Cards, if you if you are new to the Catholic Man Show, or if you just if you just don't know about it, is like a like a really advanced game of Uno, kind of, where yes. you're playing with saints. Yeah. St. Cards. I mean, it's like that's what it is. That's what it is. I mean, it, it in basic in its basic form, you're just using colors and numbers and symbols, and you've got them in your hand, and you're just trying to match them with the top card of the deck. The more matches you find, which is basically similarities that, the, that you find between the saints, maybe the same feast day or the same, you know, they're, they're both lay people or they're both from Western Europe. Mm-hmm. we got mm-hmm. geography, religious orders, you know, different callings, doctors of the church, so on and so forth. And so the more matches you make, the more treasure you receive. And then the person at the end of the game that has the most treasure gets to gather all the treasure at the table and place it on the Jesus card. At the foot of Jesus. At the foot of yes. Jesus. Right? That so, and that, when I heard this, that was the moment where I was like, you know, I was like, okay, I kind of yeah. like, like this game. And then it was like, oh, and the person who wins collects all the treasure and lays them right. at the foot of Jesus. And I was like, I have to have it! Yeah. Ah! And that is my wife's Whoa. idea, so she gets <laughs> she gets all the credit. And my wife and I, it's a whole family, you know, small uh, Catholic family business. We uh-huh. we produce them, we, you know, we design them, we pack them, we ship them straight from our home. Uh, there in the, the That's rolling farmlands awesome. of Illinois, so it's it's a family effort, um, but it really is meant. I, honestly, as a convert, I didn't uh, know any saints. I knew Saint Augustine, but then right. I had, then I had to repronounce his name. So even the saint I knew, I had to re- start yeah. repronouncing his name or pronouncing his name differently. So anyway, so I was like, you know, I, I want I want to get to know the saints. So I started keeping stuff in spreadsheets, and then. Uh, my wife was like, you know, it'd be really great. I mean, it's neat that you're learning all this stuff about the saints, but can you find a way to get it in a format to where the kids can learn? And so now the kids, you know, they know Uno. And so you don't even really need to know what the colors and symbols mean to get started. You just need to be able to observe, okay, there's two chalices. Well, we're in the month of July now, which is the month of the precious blood. In fact, the traditional feast of the precious blood is on July the 1st mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. kick off the month. So there's a chalice there for July. So now you've learned that. Now, every time you see... A, a saint card with the with the chalice on it, 
Feast month, July. You know, it's July. Boom. And in right? fact, uh, if you're a patron of the Catholic Man Show, we had a professional audio recording of St. Pope John the Twenty Third did a promotion of the devotion of the Most Precious Blood. Yes. Uh, he wrote about it, and we had that um, recorded, and it's now for all of our patrons. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so awesome. That yeah, I mean, th- this is the month that we. I mean, every month, and and if you didn't know this already, every month has a focus, right? That the church gives. Uh, you know, obviously, we have all sorts of saints' feasts, and you know, depending on where ordinary time hits, I mean, it's it, it could hit before or after the month. But generally speaking, you know, July is given to the precious blood, mm-hmm. um, and so it does it. It does invoke that question, like why the precious blood and not you know the body and what, what's going on here. And so those are those are good. You know, there's articles that are hitting blogs right now on it, and, and you know, highly encourage you to to get to know that. Um, but yeah, every time you see a chalice, that means their feast month is in the month of July, like. Uh, Saint Ludovico, which is his real name, Louis, uh, and Marie Azalie Martin, um, which is a saint card that's in our new um, "Where Two or More Gathered" expansion that's coming out. Adam, in, you have um, to, you can't hold it forward in September. I forget, yeah, yeah, yeah you got to hold it back. Yeah. So anyway, so this is like a collectible card game. So you, there's the base game that you can go on and buy to get started with, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then if you've already uh, got your collection, like Mr. Spencer over here, and you want to kind of continue to add to it, it's a collectible card game. So every expansion that you buy. Features different saints, different cool things that you can do with them, like the stigmatists. You know, you can yeah. actually get a stigmata on your hand, and you know, I really like lots that. of cool things, right? Um, so there, we've got a whole host of of I think it's over um, I can't remember the exact number, but over two hundred new uh, saints that we're coming out with in September, uh, along with quiz cards, so that you can show pictures to your kids without the without the details, and they're like, oh, I know who that is, mm-hmm. and then you got the details on the other side as the parent, like I already know. Because it's on wrong. This, it's on this. That's not right. Yeah, keep keep trying, kid. You, you wish. Know? But then you have your little four year olds that are like Saint Thomas Aquinas was born in the 13th century and died in the 13th right. century, and you're like, wow. And he's a doctor of the church. They don't even know what a doctor of the church is, but you can teach them that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll come. Yeah, but, but it's meant to be just a, a cool family thing that gathers four to 104 year olds together. Um, you can have a lot of fun. It's 10, 15 minutes to play, so you're you're not like. It's not Monopoly. Each. It's not Monopoly. You're not fighting with each other right. at the end. Yeah. Um, and even if you are fighting, it's all for Jesus, right? So you just mm-hmm. kind of right. give it to Jesus at the end. Yeah, so. and what I like is that it tricks you into learning about the saints, it whether does. you want to or not. You it will. Does. You right. can't help it. Hopefully you want to learn about the Hopefully saints. Hopefully you do. Like, but even if you don't, you're still going to learn something. Right. You can't get it out of your head. And mm-hmm. you have a, a code. Yeah, we have a code. So if you're watching this or listening for the entire month of July, the month of the Precious Blood, 2020, uh, if you use the code MANSHOW7, so it's M-A-N-S-H-O-W, the number seven, so it's basically uh, eight digits, uh, that will give you an additional $5 off. And we already Sweet. have... Or $7 we, off. Or, sorry, sorry, an additional $7 off. Yeah. We already have, I was going to say, we already have discounts, you know, 5% all the way up to 30% for mm-hmm. different things. Um, and then also free shipping already. And then this just gives you another seven bucks off. Perfect. Um for uh, just 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 for patronizing uh, you guys. So if you're listening uh, for the month of July, even if it's July 31st and you're listening to this for the first time, you can use that code and and uh, and get seven bucks off. I want you to know, David, that I have developed the skill of shuffling all of the cards at the same time. I can actually shuffle all the saint cards at once. Can you make a video of that? Yeah, and, and send it to me. I, I want to put that on the website because it's getting difficult for people. It is. It's, no, it's, it's <laughs> too. Yeah, there's I too have, many. <laughs> I I had to set it aside and say, you know what, this is a goal that's outside my reach. And slowly, one day I figured out 
That's the that's what you have to do. Yeah, I want a video of it. Like just just send me the video. I can. I don't think anybody's done it yet. Okay. So okay. So I do it. I do it all the time. Yeah. So I'll let's show you. Let's jump in, in into the topic, which you is bet. something that you you suggested. I thought it was a yeah. great suggestion. Uh, I'll let you kind of spearhead it. Yeah. I mean, so so I was just really over the last couple of months meditating on certain portions of the catechism. And the catechism is wait, tricky. Wait. I have one more Saint Cards question. Oh yeah. Sure. Why are there orange and purple here? So this, these are, are these different values. These are carnelian treasures. Though those are worth two, oh, really? but it's particular for the bilocator's expansion. I like it. So you you can keep it for the end, and it's worth two. But you can use it to do different things during the game too. No kidding. Draw cards and all that. Yeah. Read the instructions. Okay, and the purple. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it with just, you and Pamela. Just so. What about the purple? Just the purple. Read it yourself. Purple's worth fifty. Are you serious? It's worth fifty. I want one. Okay. I want that. We'll see what we can do. But anyway, so so the catechism is one of those things. Like if you read it like a book, um, there's too much here, right? So there's just every every single paragraph. Really Let me sum is up. Just chock full, right? It's like they're all like every paragraph is a is a purple nugget. It it is it's like it's worth fifty each one. It's worth fifty, right? And so That's the, the family and God's plan is the main header, and then it goes through other headers. You know, the family and society and all this, right? Uh, the duties of family members, but then in particular, in the duties of family members, it talks about the duties of children, which as parents, we often like to look and see what is their duty. Let me remind them about what their duty is. Really what we should do, though, is start with paragraph 2221, which is really mm-hmm. easy to remember. Yeah. If you can't remember that, then just remember 2222, kind of like those lawyers' billboards, you know, really easy to remember. The duties yeah. of parents, catechism, uh, the new catechism, paragraph 2221. Um, and I'm just going to read uh, um, the, the first three paragraphs here, and then we can maybe unpack it a little bit. But it just hit me hit me pretty hard. The fecundity, which is a really good word, of conjugal like love cannot be reduced solely to the procreation of children, but must extend to their moral education and their spiritual formation. Okay, if you're listening to this, you're like, okay, I can I can do yep. that. I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm with yep. you so far. The role no of parents in education is of such importance that it is almost impossible to provide an adequate substitute. And I would agree with that, right? Almost impossible, not impossible, but almost. The right and the duty of parents to educate their children are primordial and inalienable. Inalienable. Then it goes on to 2222. Parents must regard their children as children of God and respect them as human persons. Showing themselves obedient to the will of the Father in heaven, they educate their children to fulfill God's law. You're like, okay, I got it. I'm in. I'm in. And then here we go. Here is the breakdown, the five duties of parents. Two, 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 three, which is where we're going to spend some time. Parents have the first responsibility for the education of their children, period. Parents have the first responsibility for the education of their children. Not the government, not the state, not the public schools, not... Not the private schools, not uncle, Catholic or schools. Or uncle, uncle Tom or right. whoever it is, right? Um, the parents do. And you could even replace that word parent with guardian, depending on the situation, right? Who, these children have been entrusted to you legally. Uh, it's your responsibility to raise them in the faith, right? They bear witness. And again, parents do. They bear witness to this responsibility first by, and here's the list, creating a home where tenderness, forgiveness, respect, fidelity, and disinterested service are the rule. The home is well-suited for education and the virtues. This requires an apprenticeship in self-denial, so- mm. sound judgment, and self-mastery, the preconditions of all true freedom. 
Parents should teach their children to subordinate the material and instinctual dimensions to interior interior and spiritual ones. And so that is what we want to unpack. I can't wait. Disinterested service. Disinterested service. I'm interested in that. We're going to get there. we got to okay. go quick. I think we that's my favorite there. one. But that right. is my favorite one. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're here with David Williams, creator of St. Cards. He and his wife, his lovely bride. My lovely Kendall. bride, Kendall. Yeah. Yes. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Here with David Williams and David Niles. Thank you. I feel a little outnumbered here this evening. Got a but couple yeah. Davids. That's yeah. okay. I should have brought my son. David Cute. Yeah, and it'd be three Davids. And my dad. And your dad. Yeah. Four Davids. Too yeah. much. That, that is too much. That is too much. Oh, so, are you one Dave? Juan you David. Hey, yeah, check out that the son of David. David. Yeah, that's amazing. Wait, we're, we so we're talking a little bit of uh, we're talking about no. the duties of parents, and we just yeah. got done. David uh, kind of read a little bit of the Catechism of two 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 three, and as you're reading it, Dave, yeah. there was a, there was a lot of things that that hit me. But uh, one of the things that was is like it's almost like the liturgy of the domestic church. It really is. Um, you know, there's the yeah. Eucharistic liturgy that we all know, and we have we have the responses to. We have we know our our what we're supposed to do. We know when to sit, when to stand, you know, all of our cadences, we know right. all of our responses. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times in the domestic church, there are things that we need to know and say more often, right? That That's I'm true. sorry. I love right. you. Honey, how was your day? That's right. Thank you for dinner. Right. Um, you know, all, you know, all the, I'm sorry, I messed up. I'm sorry. That's you right. know, and, and that's the thing is as, as fathers in the home, we have to understand like we are priest, prophet, and king of our domestic church. We are the presider and ultimately the one that is responsible for instituting these five rules. And of course, we've got our wives as, as the holy helpmeets, right? And, and with that, with that union of husband and wife, holy uh, helpers, uh, ho- if you will, holy, am I oh, right? Am I right? Saint card joke. <laughs> am I right? Yeah. Um, deep track. Yeah. Deep track. Deep track. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't expect that. It's true. It's so true. They are holy. Well, and that's the thing is creating a home, right? That's the word. They bear witness to this responsibility first by creating a home where tenderness, forgiveness, respect, fidelity, and disinterested service are the rules. So we know there's little, you know, you go to per- people's bathrooms and they're like, the rules of our bathroom are brush your teeth, you know, and put the seat down. If you and, sprinkle when you tinkle, be a sweetie, like wipe the CD. Write yeah. the CD and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, and, and this is this is the list that the church gives to the domestic church. Like these are the house rules, right. the end. And in a way... It's an examination of conscience for husband and wife at the end of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, is our home tender? Is it is it filled with forgiveness? Is it filled with respect and fidelity? Is it filled with disinterested service? And we'll get to that, right? Um, and and maybe some of those you're like, yeah, yeah, we are, we had a good day. You know, we were we were tender. There was a moment where we, you know, had some kids, you know, in a scuffle and they said they were sorry and it was and I didn't even hurt them. I didn't even hurt them or I didn't hurt them with my words or whatever. <laughs> But but it is. I it's a challenging list for me because I get to the end of right. every day and I'm, and most of these I go, you know what, I could have probably done better there. And so then the first question is what is what is tenderness, right? What does that mean? Does that mean that we're just all, you know, bunnies and meadows and it's just whatever? 
whatever. Um, just really, you know, everything's so sweet and butterflies in the sky. Well, really, reading rainbow hashtag. Um, <laughs> but uh, but tenderness is really like uh, it starts with us, our contrition, right? Yeah. Uh, being tender-hearted, and and I will appeal to. I won't read it all, but uh, Saint Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Um, he gives rules for the new life. Those rules for the new life that he gives in Ephesians 4, and if I give you the right um, passage here, it's Ephesians 4, 25, and then following. Those rules for a new life mirror precisely what the church is pulling from here. He's talking to the church that he's probably he probably knows the best in Ephesus. He lived there for two years. This is St. Paul. Uh, and in fact, if you go to Mass in Ephesus, you're like the sign of peace. You're like turning and it's like St. Paul over there. And then there's St. John the Apostle. And right next to him is the Blessed Virgin Mary. And you're like, wow, okay. And what was it like for Mary to go to Mass? You know? Holy cow. Yeah, I have yeah. no idea. Like, I have no idea, right? But in Ephesus, like... I imagine it may have been like a sweet pain. Oh, yeah. But to be able to receive your son anyway. I, I just think that every cool. day on earth for her after her son had you know ascended into heaven would have been... Agonizing. Ag- nope. It would have been an agony, like right. a, a beautiful agony that no she, wonder she was, was, assumed, was right? offering. Right. I mean, right. That, that's right. something sweet to contemplate. So you're in Ephesus. Uh, St. Paul was there for two years, the longest really he was he hung out in, in any particular city. So when he's writing to them, he's writing to them as, as really close friends. He knows them by name. And so he is writing to his friends, um, and, and, it's, and it's the rules of a new life. And that's where we get the passage that we're maybe familiar with, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Uh, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. Um, but if you look at the paragraph here, you can drop it right on top of this passage by the Saint one Paul. from the catechism. You can, you can just drop it right. right. You, you can, so if you want to dig in a little bit deeper and read um, sacred scripture in light of this, that passage really helps to kind of bring it alive. But yeah, ten, tender hearted. Like, are we, are we willing to be contrite with our children when we, when we mess up? Or are we instituting a, a, a system of, of tenderheartedness whenever uh, one child is wrong, the other, or a friend is wrong them or, or whatever? Um, you know, are they being tender on the playground, you know, uh, or are they being kind? Um, that's really a lot of what early child development is all about, is just right. teaching them how to be tender. Then you move to the forgiveness piece, which is somebody wrongs you. They haven't been tender to you, um, even though you've been tender to them. They're, you're doing a good job being tender, but now they're being, you know, they're mm-hmm. not being tender back. Mm-hmm. And that happens in the household, too, uh, where, you know, people are having a bad day or whatever it is. Um, right. So then they've been forgiveness. we got to teach forgiveness, even if they're not being tender. Wait, right. well, that doesn't seem fair, right? And we have that conversation a lot. Yeah. Well, what about fairness and all this, right? But forgiveness is like, hey, I forgive you. I'm not going to hold you accountable at, at the last, on the last judgment. God cannot accuse you of this because I've forgiven you. That's, that's what Fulton Sheen taught. Like, it's a big deal. When a child yeah. forgives another child or, or whoever, like, you're, you're, you're omitting that from the list. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then there's this progression, right? You go from being tender to forgiving. And then there's this, this word respect, Um and sometimes as parents, we're like, I could use a little more respect in this house, you know? I mean, <laughs> Mr. Roger, what your field here. What parent hasn't respect. said that? Right, what parent hasn't said that? I ain't and so no a lot of time we look at this list and we're like, hey, you know, it would be easy if the kids would fall in line. I'll just no. spank them more. Just spank, no. I mean, it's it's really, actually, it's a progression. It's something we really ought to hang up in our home. Maybe I should design it, just hang up in our homes, you know, just, just to remind us. But what does that respect word mean? It means to look again. It's like... If I respect you, I'm looking back at you. You're specting hmm. here. I've never thought about the like and spectacles. And I'm respecting. Like 
And yeah, so, there's like a viewing mm-hmm. at the at the core of that word is a sense of gratitude. Respect. You, you're like, respecting. Like a, so seeing again. Re, re just means again. Yeah. Like reconcile is concile, oh, which man. means together. Entomology. Is that it? Is Etymology. That Etymology. Etymology. Like, Etymology. One of the one of them is bugs. Bugs are cool too. <laughs> it's yeah. like entomology is so cool, <laughs> which is like a dumb thing to say when you're trying to talk about like what <laughs> words, words mean. Yeah. <laughs> <Etymology>. <laughs> one one letter makes all the difference, yeah. right? <laughs> but but it is it's like this uh, this this respect is like you're looking back reconciled as you're reconciled again so it's like I'm looking back again and so it's a sense of gratitude you know it's like your children can look at you and go I am grateful for all that you've given to me mm. but then there also is the challenge for that us that is as awesome I I really dig that I, isn't that cool thank you for mm-hmm. telling me that but then with our children what do they give us they give us a ton are we giving back to them. Or showing our gratitude for what they're giving to us. Mm-hmm. So then respect by nature is this kind of two-way street. Now it's not so much just one way and you know with tenderness or one way with forgiveness, but now there's this two-way street, this respect. And then two, along with that, we teach them the respect by going to mass. What are we doing when we go to mass? We're respecting. He has looked at us and now we are looking back. Right? Same as Maria taught, like mm-hmm. Jesus has been waiting in the tabernacle two thousand years for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going, you're going in answer to his invitation. So every time we go to mass, we are respecting. We are we are looking back. You know all you know. It's it, and so while we were yet sinners, Christ mm. died for us. We are, you know, it's it, we couldn't have done it without him. So this sense of gratitude that's going back. Well, if we want to institute that in the home, then there's got to be this. Uh, we've got to be willing to to take that on ourselves and 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 share with the children what they do for you. Right. You know, um, give them that example so that they can see, oh, my goodness, like they can get all filled up and, then, you know, all of a sudden they start treating their, their siblings in like manner as well. Yeah. And maybe even yeah. maybe even someday you, too. They might say thanks, Pop. So right? uh, so this morning, uh, this morning on the way we were we were we were driving to mass. It was so awesome. Anna, who is uh, she's two uh, almost. or no, I'm sorry. She's three. And she she said uh, we were, she said, where are we going? I said, holy mass. She goes. Uh, holy mass sometimes is boring mm-hmm. is what she said yeah and so like you know i'm i'm sitting here thinking like, as soon as she said that i'm like okay as a dad how do i explain this to her at you know at a three-year-old level right. to where she can understand it right and before like as i was trying yeah, to you, you don't pull the no you're boring right yeah that's not the line the for your three-year-old yeah, right yeah, yeah. Right. the saints never thought the mass was boring you know like right. so i'm sitting here trying to figure this out and before i could say anything luke who's seven there said said anna Sometimes I think mass is boring too, but I know Jesus wants us to do it, and I love Him, so we're going to go do it. Oh, praise God! And I was like, "There's a there's that guy's getting an extra donut today. Come on now, <laughs> we're going to donut Sunday today. <laughs> we weren't going right. to donuts. Now we're going to donuts. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "I'm actually really glad he said that. You know, it was right. like it, it was way better than I could have probably said anyway, and it was a better example. That's exactly and that is right. like, yeah, it, moments it, like that make parenthood." A true joy. I looked over at Haley. You're like, I looked over at Haley and said, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing this parenting thing. (laughs) This parenting thing is working. That's like when you look at your wife and you're like, I'm going to cry. (laughs) Like I've had moments where it's like, oh, I got to hold it back because like one of the girls would just say something to me. So beautiful. Yes. The most touching thing. Yes. You know, absolutely. But it was just like, yeah, I was like, yes, that is exactly right. That's what you want. You do things that you necessarily don't want to do because you love other people. We're going because the wisdom there is just so profound. He's invited us and I love him. So I want to, I want to go. Anyway, no, that's okay. And then we've got fidelity. I know we, we could, we could spend more time here, but then there's fidelity. Um, and how do you how do you define fidelity, right? That's where semper fi, you know, that faithfulness, yeah, faithfulness, loyalty, and all this kind of thing. But a, a really good word here 
uh, just for the sake of time, is trust. Um, and there's a priest of 40 years and um, who, uh, at the time, I was talking to him, and, and God rest his soul, um, he, he passed away about four years ago, but he said something so profound, I'll, I'll never never uh, forget it. He said, um, you know, for the first 40 years of my priesthood, I said, um, you know, ask God to, to teach you how to love him more. And then, um, and then he realized, no, that's not the right word. Ask God to teach you how to trust him more. Right, that fidelity. And if you get those four... You're ready for disinterested service. Which we'll pick up on the other side of this break. We're here with David Williams and Jimbo Baggins. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan and David Williams, Juan Posada, and Jimbo Baggins. Jimothy. We're talking about stuff that parents have to do. If you don't, you're slacking. Don't be slacking. Don't be slacking. You got five things. So I have to tell a story, though, briefly. Adam. uh, Is this a true one? This is a true story. All my stories are true, as everyone knows. I never tell untrue stories. Even my jokes are true. Hmm. In the, at, least, at least in the beginning. That's a nice portfolio. At least my at least in the beginning, my jokes are all true. But this is not a joke. This okay. is just really funny. Okay. We were on our way walking over to your house, actually. Okay. And I was asking Elizabeth, do you happen to know, because we passed, you know, I have an American flag outside the house <clears throat> 24-7. Yeah. Um, and I said, do you know the Pledge of Allegiance? And to my surprise, she, like, I don't know where she learned it, but she said... I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God. Uh, Oh, no, let me, I'm sorry, I missed it. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation to rule them all. Oh, wow. (laughs) So mixing a little uh, little Lord of the Rings uh, with her pledge. And and she just stopped and looked (laughs) up at me and smiled like, I did it. I did it. One nation to rule them all. Yes. And I was like, one nation. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> America! Happy Fourth of July weekend, everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's when the stories start to cross and they just right. become hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, David, I want you yeah. to tell your, your story oh, about yeah. your, your America story. Yeah, well, yeah. I was just you know sharing with them that Benjamin Franklin's submission for the national bird you know, the national iconic emblem of our right. nation was that was the turkey. And there's nothing wrong with the turkey. It's beautiful. It's got a lot of great qualities. It's delicious. It's delicious. And and so he submitted that. And I just I was just sharing that info little tidbit with the kids, like, hey, you know, the turkey was almost our national symbol. And then my son Bennett was like, that would have been kind of funny to eat bald eagle for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and we all just cracked up. We're like, you gotta be kidding me. Can you imagine? Because like, obviously we'd be we eating just, bald eagles. We just have to swap course, it. Just swap right, it out. You can't flip places like that. We can't like kill that. turkeys now because it's a national bird. So I guess we'll have to kill bald eagles, you know. Anyway, so Alaska <laughs> would have this new trade that they would send them down to the Great 48. And anyway. Have you ever seen a bald eagle in like with your own eyes? In my backyard, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. They are, in, they are incredible. They are scary. Majestic. They're scary. They're scary. They're yeah, majestic. and when you're raising chickens, it's not ideal you know so that's oh yeah that's yeah that's the other yeah. part like you're like wow and you're like oh i should probably sit the dog please, outside please, please don't just come, to make sure please don't come over here. Well, it must be it's got to be a big dog he's not he's he thinks he's big but he, like, he's see, we have my parents have a schnauzer a miniature yeah, he's schnauzer good with the chicken stuff 
And like, I think the bald eagle would look at the chicken and the schnauzer and be like, "Yeah, I'll take yeah, the one." Yeah, he's he's sizable. Either enough one. I don't think a, I don't think an eagle could grab. Maybe they maybe they could. I have seen pinch. YouTube videos In of bald eagles carrying off goats. Then then they could, but it's just a size on mountains. Thing. They can't like achieve lift with the goat. Yeah, but they can't uh, like if the goats you know hanging out on the mountainside as they often do in the wild. Yes, the go- the bald eagle will come can down come and like grab them and coast. Like, Which is why it's a cooler national symbol. Let's like, just be honest. With a, with a yeah. goat. Yeah. We're talking about a goat. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. All right. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Juan is giving us the Bald eagles are scary. Going. Yeah. They are. They're beautiful. They okay. Mean, I'm so, glad they're a national symbol. Anyway, I thought that was I don't funny. think we'd have the same respect internationally if we chose the turkey. Probably not. I think that. Yeah. It would have a different. We'd, people would different laugh feel. at us. Yeah. Different okay. feel. Yeah, so so we were just uh, touching on fidelity just briefly. I mean, the the key word there is trust, right? And so you can see kind of a progression here, right? We're tender, we're, we're starting to forgive each other. Now there's there's a sense of respect. But even if you know, let's, let's just look at this list in the context of teaching your kids the faith, right? Now they're going to mass. They're saying they're saying the beautiful things that your son's saying, right? It's yeah. like we're going because we love them, right? Yeah. But then there's this there's this there's this kind of instance, kind of a final step of trust. Like no matter what you ask me to do, no matter what vocation you're calling me to, this is what we want in our children, right? Is this trust in in God. In the end, I as a parent shouldn't care if they trust me. I kind of do want them to trust me because I want to be trustworthy. Right. But ultimately my goal is to teach them to trust God. It's right. our responsibility to introduce them to divine fatherhood, right? So, so then, as the catechism teaches too. So, it's like this is this is the this is the moment where you're like your 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 child has grown, and they're like, I'm going to I'm going to Jesus. I trust in you. I give you my life. If if every one of our children does that, whatever age, we as parents can re- and go thank. Praise be Jesus Christ. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you to the Blessed Virgin Mary and all the saints for interceding for this because that's the step that we really want to prepare them for. And this is the reason why when a child does something to break trust in the home, whether it be they lie to you or they lie to their siblings or they said they were going to do one thing and they don't do it, you got to nip it in the butt mm-hmm. right away. No matter what the mm-hmm. you know what the small thing is because what that turns into at, at 15 and 35 is pretty ugly. Right. And so then you nip that in the bud, but then at the same time you immediately turn that to, hey, this is not this is not so much a, a me problem here. I'm a fallible man. God's given me a pretty big responsibility. It's my job to introduce you to God the Father here. Right. And and ultimately the disrespect and the distrust that you've instituted in this moment, right, is 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 putting you off kilter with him and he loves you. He wants you to respond to him. He wants you to trust him. And really, if you can teach your kids, like it's Jesus has got his hand open. You just got to grab it and hold on. Um, and if they do that, they're, they're off to the races. You win. You win. And that's why that last one, disinterested service, is kind of in a sense a natural um, result of plowing through these first four. And this is something that is really difficult to teach, disinterested service, because we say, hey, can you go clean your bedroom? Would I get ice cream for it? You know, hey, can you go do this for your sibling? Well, they haven't done anything for me lately. Or we get this asked at work all the time. Can you help this person? Well, you know, am I going to get a promotion? I mean, we're constantly looking for um, you know, some sort of recompense or reward. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even in the Christian life, and this is somewhat paradoxical because it's like, you know, St. Francis de Sales said, it's fine. Imperfect contrition is you want, you don't want to go to hell. Fine. That's better than nothing. Yeah. It is good enough. Good enough. But then you can long to be in heaven. We're not shooting for good enough. Right. You can long to be in heaven, which is even better. Perfect. You know, you know, this is, this is more perfect, but then there's an even higher levels in Francis de Sales teaches, which is just loving God for his own sake, regardless of the prize, 
Mm-hmm. Even if you didn't have heaven waiting for me, right? even if you didn't have any promise of a crown or jewels or anything like that, I would still love you for your own sake because I trust you. You have shown a tender heart toward me. You've forgiven me. You've respected me. Mm-hmm. You've been faithful to me. You've then, then the only response is disinterested service. And that's why St. Paul can use that word slave all the time. It's like, whatever you say, yeah. I'm yours. That's why Job is such a big deal. That's why Job's such a big deal. And and we see and that the saints, in... the writing of the saints. I mean, like, that's you it. read St. Saint, uh, Saint, uh, Av- Teresa of Avila. Right. I mean, she's that. that is just so clear that she has this disinterested love for yes. God. Uh, the little flower, St. Teresa of Lisieux, right. mm-hmm. also clearly just total... Ab- uh, Saint Faustina, this abandonment of themselves to right. to to God, you know, do whatever w- they say. God, if it's your will to send me to hell, that's where I want to go. Right. Just this total. I, I like, love your will so much. Almost illogical. Right. Abandonment. That would, obviously, that would never be his will. Th- that's that would not. Never that's his not will, his but will. It is, it's, but it's, it's, it's a resignation. They just yeah. are just a hundred. That's. Yeah. They try- Almost how much they're abandoning themselves. They've conformed their will so much to it's where... A it's a hyperbolic thing that they would say, you right. know, like, um, if they if they were to say those words, you right. know, that would be hyperbole, but that's how they feel, just right. whatever your will is. And isn't that what we dream of in the home, is disinterested service? Really, if we stop and think about it, like the child walks through the hall, sees the piece of clothing on the ground, picks it up, folds it puts it away and doesn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Right? That's mm-hmm. like uh, like it seems like so far off, right? But at the same time that is an example of disinterested service and so it, it kind of pulls in all those other parenting techniques like well if you're paying your kids to do their chores you may not be teaching them what disinterested service is or yeah. if you are uh, offering ice cream for something that is, you know, helping the family and really what we're trying to do is to teach them how to love their family so much that they're willing to do whatever it takes for the family. Right. And then we go back to sacred scripture in this, particularly this passage in, um, in Ephesians where St. Paul is writing the, the rules for the new life. And he he's talking to his beloved children. He is the father, mm-hmm. right? Talking to his children, giving them these instructions. And so the church takes this and goes, well, these are our instructions. This is what all fathers should be teaching their children to do. Um, and, and, uh, and, and, if, and if we are championing that, especially as men, in the home, mm-hmm. then our wives then have the freedom to just fall into that. And whether they're enforcing or they're they're offering insights and how, how that can happen. Talk about a cool conversation with your wife. Hey, how can we how can we improve tenderness and forgiveness and respect and fidelity yeah. and disinterested service? I guarantee you every single problem in the home fits into those five in one way, shape, or form. And well, for us, you know, as men and the leaders of the house, we first have to strive for ourselves, this disinter- right. disinterested it, service. I mean, I think true. there's a lot of guys out there who they do the dishes for their wives and are expecting something. That's you right. Know, hey, uh, give from, me a pat on the back. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Right. It's like, hey, I did the dishes for you tonight, honey. You right, know, right. like, what are you going to do for me? Um, and so, and I also think that this is why the saints are so important in the lives of our families. I just know that, um, you know, and kind of bring it back to saint cards, just because the saints really do give us, not only for us, but for our children, this perfect example. We've been, you know, reading about the little flower to right. our, our children, and, you know, come turns out that, uh, you know, one of the things that they did in their family, would they, they would have these beads that they would pull. They yeah. would pull a bead right if they did a good turn for the Lord. Um, uh, St. Therese's older sister would often yeah. do this. Mm-hmm. And so There's we, we made, my, my wife made these, like, beads to pull for our, our girls, and so they will do it now. And I'll see my 
my Elizabeth, my oldest daughter, she's five, like go over and pull one. Yeah. And like she she won't tell anybody about it. That's you know, awesome. it's, it's like her secret and thing what, that she's doing right, for the Lord. Right. And it's I just cannot express the way that I just that makes me feel as her father. That's you for know, sure. um, has to. It's just huge. because ultimately, she's doing something for the Lord that I'm not. That's right. right. You know? And this pattern really in the end can be applied to the way we treat our wives, right? Right. Those, this is our list. Are we treating our wives with these top five? Yeah. Are we completely given over to her? Yeah. It's Are key. we dying to self? I mean, yeah. that's ultimately what it is. That you're, is. You're, you're dying your, to yourself. Yeah, Let's wrap this up a little bit after afterwards here oh, just for a Facebook. Yeah, just for a Facebook crowd. You know? I'm in. Yeah. And the Let's podcast. But hey, we can keep going. David, appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus.